It's July 5th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Russia has claimed victory in Luhansk province after capturing the city of Lysychansk on Sunday. Today, Ukrainian forces took up new defensive positions in Donetsk, where they still control major cities, while Putin told his troops to, quote, absolutely rest and recover their military preparedness, while units in other areas kept fighting. This victory for Russia has not come without costs, though. Some Western officials and analysts have argued that attrition is so heavy that it could force Moscow to suspend its offensive at some point later in the summer. But the Pentagon has cautioned that even though Russia has been churning through troops and supplies at rapid rates, it still has abundant resources. Ukraine is holding talks with Turkey and the United Nations to secure guarantees for grain exports from Ukrainian ports, President Vladimir Zelensky said yesterday. He said, This is a very important thing that someone guarantees the security of ships for this or that country apart from Russia, which we do not trust. We therefore need security for those ships, which will come here to load foodstuffs. Ukraine, one of the world's leading grain exporters, accuses Russia of blocking the movement of its ships, and Zelensky said 22 million tons of grain was stuck at the moment with a further harvest of about 60 million tons expected in the autumn. Brittany Griner has made an appeal to President Joe Biden in a letter passed to the White House through her representatives, saying she feared she might never return home and asking that he not, quote, forget about me and the other American detainees. Griner's agent said the letter was delivered on Monday. Most of the letter's contents to President Biden remain private, though Griner's representatives shared a few lines from the handwritten note. Quote, As I sit here in a Russian prison, alone with my thoughts and without the protection of my wife, family, friends, Olympic jersey, or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever, Griner wrote. The State Department in May designated her as wrongfully detained moving her case under the supervision of its special presidential envoy for hostage affairs, effectively the government's chief hostage negotiator. Elsewhere, Congo's President Felix Tshisekedi will meet with his Rwandan counterpart Paul Kagame on Wednesday in Angola amid rising tensions between the two neighboring countries. The two leaders will discuss bilateral relations and the armed conflict in eastern Congo, where M23 rebels last month took a town near the Uganda border. Congolese officials have asserted that M23 is backed by Rwanda and have accused the much smaller neighbor of occupying Congolese territory. Rwanda has long denied supporting M23, disputing the accounts of conflict observers, UN experts, and others. The U.S. Department of State has said that independent investigations could not reach a definitive conclusion regarding the origin of the bullet that killed Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akleh. 
but said Israeli military gunfire was likely responsible for her death. Ballistic experts determined the bullet was badly damaged, which prevented a clear conclusion, the United States government said in a statement on Monday. Abu Akla was shot in the head on May 11th while covering an Israeli army raid on the Jenin refugee camp in the occupied West Bank, despite wearing a flak jacket and helmet clearly marked press. Chile's Constitutional Assembly presented President Gabriel Boric with a historic proposal for a new constitution for the South American country on Monday. Chileans will decide whether to adopt or reject the constitution in a nationwide plebiscite on September 4th. The proposed new constitution emphasizes social and ecological factors, enshrines the rights of Chile's indigenous peoples, and proposes a new national health care system. The process toward potentially replacing the constitution, inherited from the late General Augusto Pinochet, the dictator who ruled the country from 1973 to 1990, was sparked by a metro fare increase three years ago. Protests in Karakal, Pakistan over the weekend led Uzbek President Shevket Mirziyoyev to announce that the republic's autonomous status would remain unchanged. The president's announcement came after protests escalated over the weekend in and around the capital of Nukas, following the release of a draft constitutional referendum that would have extended presidential terms and revoked the republic's autonomy. According to official reports, according to official reports, demonstrators tried to seize government buildings. France's new cabinet is a rebalancing act, not a sweeping transformation as Emmanuel Macron's choices for his reshuffled cabinet reflect a new political reality for him and his party, after losing outright the parliamentary majority in last month's legislative election following a poor performance by his party, LREM. While many of the previous ministers remain, there are now four government ministers from the Movement Democrate, a key LREM ally. The previous government's most problematic figure, Damien Abad, has been removed after being accused of rape. In lighter news, Joey Chestnut has both hot dog eating competitors and some spectators in a chokehold. Jaws put a protester in a chokehold while gobbling his way to a 15th win Monday at the Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest powering down 63 hot dogs and buns at the annual exhibition of excess. A spectator wearing a Darth Vader mask rushed the stage momentarily disrupting the competition. Chestnut put the protester in a brief chokehold before contest officials hurried over and escorted the intruder away. In the women's competition, record holder Mickey Sudo downed 40 hot dogs and buns to win the women's title after skipping last year because she was pregnant. In conjunction with the competition, Nathan's donates 100,000 francs to the Food Bank of New York City. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief 
and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Max Hoffman of the Center for American Progress about Turkey and NATO expansion. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio today to hear David Rothkoff, Rosa Brooks, Ed Luce, and David Sanger. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.